I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Greetings, adventurers. Today, we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels. Hey, guys, it's Kat. And on this episode, we are missing JJ, but he will be back for the next one. Sorry. But we do have Kat and we have an amazing guest, Carly. She is from Montreal. She emailed and reached out to us with some really spooky ghost stories. Carly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I'm not sure if I mentioned, but this is the Real Hauntings podcast. I may or may not have said that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Did people know that this is what that we are real hunting? What they clicked on? I don't know. Well, they're in for a treat, if not. So, Carly, we'd love to find out when people reach out to us. How did you discover the podcast? So, I was actually looking forward to this question because one of my friends, um, I'm not, I don't know if I'm allowed to name drop, but uh, her Instagram is the Filthy Soap Bar. Uh, she knows how much I love like mediums or paranormal stuff. And she's like, you have to listen to this podcast. You're going to absolutely love it. And I was like, um, podcasts aren't really my thing. You know, she's like, no, listen to it. So <laughs> my first ever podcast was when you guys had um, Teresa, the medium come on. So that was the first one that she threw at me. And she's like, you have to listen to it. And you don't have to listen to the other ones, just this one. I was like, okay. And then I listened to it and I've been hooked ever since. So this happened literally Halloween. So how spooky is that? Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> kudos for Kat on that episode. Teresa is one of her friends um, from her past. And I feel like that's an episode that we've been going for almost two years now. And that's an episode people still go back to and talk about how much they enjoy. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, I don't know if this is TMI, but my only me time, uh, like I said, I'm a mom. Um, it's when I'm in the bath. So I just stick in my ear pod and I'm just like, you know, people listen to like nice soft music or I don't know what they do in the bath. I'm up here listening to real hauntings. <laughs> That's amazing. So funny. You, then you've gone through all the different stories and people we've had on. It's been quite a fun journey getting to know yeah. everybody and hearing their stories. And, you know, last Monday, okay, I was, because I, I don't miss a show now. So last Monday, I was listening to the podcast, and I'm still like refreshing my emails to see, oh my God, have you answered? So I'm just doing that. And um, <laughs> I'm washing my face. I'm on my lunch break, because I work from home. So I'm on my lunch break, just washing my face. And it was a 28 minute episode. So it wasn't this Monday, it was last Monday. And at the end of the podcast, just like you always say, like, oh, do you have any stories for us? Is there anything else you want to say? And uh, she was like, no, it's okay. I don't remember what she said, but I was washing my face. So literally in that moment, the water was on my face. And when I opened my bathroom light, there's a fan. So it, it turns on regardless. So mid wash, the fan just stops. So now I like open my eyes and I'm like, why is my whole house dark? I lost power. There was no snowstorm. There was no, there was, it was the middle of the day. No reason to lose power in that moment. I literally got so scared. I was like, oh my goodness, why me? I was like, it's okay, did we, it's okay. Did we transfer my bathroom ghost to your <laughs> bathroom? <laughs> I think so. I think so. When, when my boyfriend came home, I told him, he's like, you're crazy. There wasn't a power outage anywhere. I was like, I'm telling you, I'm mm -hmm. telling you. Um, Have you whatever, listened but... to uh, this past Monday's episode uh, with a guest I from did. Australia? What did you think I about did, that one? I did. That one was really, really good too. Um, it, it was like a little creepy because I don't know how I would feel if I would see, physically see some, like the girl, when she was saying the girl with the blonde hair, I was like, what? Mm -hmm. Like I, I keep the boundaries inside my head. Like, look, if you're going to show me things, show me glimpses don't physically appear next to me because I will faint. Yeah. I will drop dead. <laughs> Let's not do that tonight. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. I have like established uh, communication, I guess you could say, um, within. Oh yeah. I've been very vocal. Well, now we need to hear kind of your background. So you, you have kind of some medium abilities and it sounds like, or. Yeah. So. Um, I actually have stories for days, but when I was younger, um, so before I get into like the medium stuff, when I was younger, I, uh, used to live with my grandparents, they would like put me to sleep and like the, the way the Italian houses are, it's like you sleep upstairs, but you live downstairs. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason to go downstairs ever. And I remember I was sleeping, I was maybe like three years old and I'd wake up and I'd be like just casually going downstairs and my grandmother would catch me at the gate she's like you're gonna fall down the stairs what are you doing I'm like no I have to go see your mom your mom is downstairs like she wants me to have coffee with her she's like you're dreaming and thinking back now I was awake so at the time I, being a kid I'm like oh okay well I guess I'm sleepwalking but I'm literally awake having a conversation I see her stopping me at the stairs and it was a frequent thing it wasn't like a one-time thing mm -hmm. so it like kind of started there 
And then as I got older, uh, we would go over for um, like Easter's and Christmas. And like I said, we lived downstairs. So any party or any, everything was there. And all there was was literally a kitchen, a living room that connected to the garage and then her sewing area. And like, that's about it, like a canteen, a closet. So we're eight grandkids and we would play hide and seek. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would always hide like in the same one spot that we had because there was like nowhere to hide. And it was literally um, a coat closet, literally so, so tiny. It fits maybe 10 coats. And there's like, you, you, you open the door, you literally see wall to wall. And I remember I was hiding in there and I was in the left. uh, Well, I guess when you're looking at it, it's the right corner, but being in it was like the left corner. Mm -hmm. And I was really, really small. So like maybe five to eight ish, somewhere around there. I was hiding. I see my cousin open the door and it's the cousin that I'm actually at her house now. She remembers this and she, she opens the door and I feel her like pushing on the coats and like trying to like move them to And I was like, how can she see me, you know? But in that exact moment, something from, I was literally pushed in the corner. So it's impossible that anyone was in that closet. Mm -hmm. Something from behind me put their hand over my mouth and lifted me off the ground. Like, I, I I cannot make this up. Like, I cannot. And I looked up and like, I barely, like, I I saw like a figure Mm -hmm. and then, the second she closed the door, it put me down. I processed for a minute. And then I just opened the door and sprinted. And I was like, she's like, where are you? I was about to give up. I'm like, I was in the closet. I'm like, I saw you come in. I saw, she's like, impossible. I'm like, this is what you pushed. This is what you did. And she's like, I literally looked, you were not in that closet. So I don't know if I morphed into the wall or what. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it was... I have no words for that. That was like probably the scariest thing I that's, ever saw. That's crazy. How old were you? I was, I, I would say between five and eight because I were playing hide and seek. So I don't think I was much older than that. Yeah. You would definitely remember some, like something that traumatic as a kid is going to stick with you for sure. Um, no one in my family believed me, but she did because we were playing and we're very close in age. So like, she's my best friend. Like I, I wouldn't lie about anything paranormal there's no reason to like why make something up just say the truth and i meant to ask you at the beginning although now i feel like we're probably going to know the answer to this after that story <laughs> where do you fall on our believometer zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts and 10 ghosts are um, absolutely real so i actually thought about this question long and hard because i knew it was coming um so it is a 10 because I do believe in things that you can't see, you know, like just like love, there's love, you can't see it, but no one could say it's not real. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, definitely believe. And I don't think in the, the coincidences, I don't think there's anything, um, there's no such thing as coincidence. So I feel like everyone has the ability to see, but not every, like a lot of people are very just technical and want like justify what reason. I do it too. So yeah. Right. No adults were playing that game with you guys or like no. Older. No, they they thought I was crazy. Like the Catholic Italian families are like, no, there's no spirits, there's no demons here, there's no nothing. They thought I was, you know, 
doing something I shouldn't have, but like I was like, we're paying hide and seek. How long did um, it take you to get over that event? I I never stayed fearful. I looked at it as I felt like it was a she and she helped me win hide and seek. Yeah. So I I literally think that's what she did in that moment because what reason would anything have to, you know, hold me against like I, I didn't get hurt. There was no scratch marks. There was, you know, it was literally the second my cousin opened the door, it's like she hid me inside the wall and then released me the second she left to help me win. So I thought that was like, think about now, I would have probably fainted for real, but it was definitely cool. Like it, it was cool. Well, I appreciate your cup half full <laughs> view of that. I think I would have a cup half empty view. So <laughs> kudos to you. Thank you. But that was only the, like, it only happened twice where I actually felt something. Um, the second time was I was in Costco and um, I went with my grandmother because I was living with her at the time and my aunt and just like all the Costco's around the world. Um, you know how there's like the entrance with like the vending machines? Yes. Like, like there's like the vending machines with the water and the chips, and then you just go in and show them your card. Mm -hmm. So we had just came out, we showed our bill. And um, at the time, there was like a bench in there. So it was kind of like not a waiting area, but like there was, there was a bench. So my grandmother was sitting on it. And I walked up to the vending machine. And I'm like, what am I gonna get? And then all of a sudden, same thing, I just felt a hand behind me, as if I was gonna get kidnapped. And I was just like, I, I couldn't move, like my feet were bolted to the ground. I couldn't move my arms for some reason. And all of a sudden it just let go. And then I turned around, I walked to my grandmother and she was like waves far. And I walked up to her, I'm like, I don't like that you did that. You put your hand over my mouth. Like, what are you trying to prove? She's like, Carly, I've been staring at you at that vending machine for the past 15 minutes. She's like, nothing touched you. She's like, you think I would just turn my head or, you know, she's like, no one tried to kidnap you. And then that too, kind of made me feel crazy. I was like, I'm not crazy. So, but at the same time, I was probably like five or eight, you know, where I was old enough to remember, like, I knew how to use a vending machine. So how young could I have possibly been? Yeah. So the same, like, there's just the same feeling, like from the closet. Yeah. So I don't know if it was like, my time is like a little vague because I'm a little older now. Um, but I'm not sure if it was like within that same time frame. it could have been where they thought they were playing, mm -hmm. but I for sure voiced in my head, like, cause I would pray a lot. I'd be like, look, like, I, I don't like whoever did that. Please don't do it again. So I probably did it subconsciously, which is why I've never had like physical encounters. Mm -hmm. And so. has anybody in your family, I, I know you said that you're, you know, immediately after you would bring this to their attention, they seemed pretty passive about everything. But to your knowledge, has anyone else ever experienced a similar occurrence? A similar occurrence? No. Um, but I've always been told by my dad that my grandmother is a witch. So like this, my, my parents are separated. So this was on my mom's side. And on my dad's side, they're a little more like Lucy. They're still Italian and Catholic, but I mean, they're, they're more open to things. And he would always tell me like, Nana's a witch, Nana's a witch. And I was like, okay. So I would call myself a witch. And I was like, it's yeah. a thing, I'm a witch. <laughs> yes. So is, was she the grandma you were with at Costco? No, it was on my mom's side, the one that uh, she's like, oh, none of it is real, oblivious to, to things that you can't see. So much, I think, of our adult brains 
is just like filtered and, you know, we've just, we're taught to just, you know, conceptualize everything and have a reason for everything. And I just wish I could go back to my child brain for just like a day or a week, you know, and just a week sounds too long, maybe a couple of days and just really interpret the world without like, you know, I I just, I, I feel like so many reactions from my mom or people in my family was just like fear, maybe not on, on purpose, but like, no, don't do that. Or no, don't do this. Or there's no way that could be that. Or, and I, it influences us so much. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think too, it's like, and Kat, you know, this too, like the older we get, your lives get so busy and it's just so much going on. So I'm sure our parents were already thinking about the next thing they had to do and us coming to them with something about a ghost or a spirit. They're just like, I don't have time for <laughs> whatever you're trying to do. I'm more worried about getting you to school the next morning, or, you know, whatever it is. Cause I've seen that just with having a little kid, it's like the bandwidth I have to do things is shrinking. I still have the same like goals and more stuff I want to do, or, you know, the more create creativity I want to do, but it's just something about your internal energy just starts to shrink a little bit, maybe because you're giving it out to a kid or to a job or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I mean, my parents were the same way when I had some of the hauntings from my childhood, they, they would try to pass it off as like religious stuff. And I was like, no, it's not an angel. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You had an instance with a Ouija board too. Is that right? Oh my goodness. The Ouija board. So my mom's side of the family, as we know, um, they're, they're very different, like when it comes to things like that. But my mom is the middle child. So I don't know if it's like this only here, but the middle child syndrome, like the black sheep. So always does the opposite of what you're supposed to do. So for Christmas, she got me and my cousin Jenna, the one that I'm here, she got us a Ouija board. So we're like, hey, we're gonna, what is this? Going to Ouija. So yeah, literally. And so it comes with the, I don't know what it's called. But the planchette. Yeah, the planchette. Uh, but I didn't like it because I didn't feel like it was moving properly. So what we did was, um, and then this became an addiction, which was really bad, but we would take shot glasses. So empty, clear shot glasses. And we would rest our fingers on it and we'll move it the same way. But it moves better and it goes literally like it circles the letter. So mm -hmm. I am not encouraging anybody to play with the Ouija board. Like just stay away from it because it's easy access to all spirits. You don't know what's coming through. Mm -hmm. I cannot emphasize that enough. However, growing up, it was an addiction. So I would play like regularly. Maybe I was like starting high school. So I was maybe like 13 or 14. I had made friends with this girl on uh, MSN because we had mutual friends and we scheduled a sleepover. I was like, okay, hey, I have a Ouija board. Can I bring it? And she's like, sure. But it was the first time I was actually physically meeting her. Mm -hmm. But I guess it was fine back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know how my mom let me go. Uh, but anyways, great girl. We played. Um, and I remember we had like one big candle and then two little candles on the side. And we don't really know much about each other. And anyways, we're playing and we're like, oh, are you related to any one of us? But at that time, I only had one person in my family who passed away, who I only met very briefly, like as a newborn. So to say like having someone departed, like I knew it wouldn't be for me. So I was like, oh, did anyone pass away? Are you related to us? And then I said, yeah. So we're like, who are you related to? 
So they spelt out her name, which I'll keep anonymous. They spelt out her name. And she's looking at me. She's like, swear to God, you're not moving it. I'm like, swear to God, I am not moving it. She's like, okay. So we keep asking questions like, okay, what's your name? So they spelt out Donata. And I'm there laughing. I'm like, what kind of name is Donata for a spirit? I'm just like trying to be funny in like a very creepy moment. And I just look at her and she's like tears in her eyes. I was like, what's wrong? She's like, Carly, my grandmother just passed away. That's her name. I was like, shut the front door. I'm like, are you kidding me? She's like, I'm like, I'm out here. And and then I just felt really silly because I was talking bare, not good, not nice things. Um, And then after that, she was like, like freaking out. And then they were saying like, hold on, your grandfather is coming through. And then like they were just giving her messages and I'm, my finger is there and it's moving so fast that my finger was literally, I swear to God, barely off of the shot glasses for how fast it was moving. She looked like she fully saw a ghost. She was like, I don't think she ever played again after that. But at one point it spelled out her name and she's not saying anything. So I'm like, anyways, I'm just here to donate my finger. So I'm like waiting for her to say something. I turn around, I look at her and then I see her go like, (gasps) I'm like, what? I'm like, what happened? I look, the candle in the mirror, uh, in the middle blew out completely. And yeah. And then we're like, what does that mean? Like, why didn't the other two? And they're like, it's a symbol of love. And it was meant for her eyes only. That's why we waited for you to turn away and look at her because like we wanted to like do that for her this is how much we love her and it takes a lot from us to even do that like just to blow it a candle and I was like okay goodbye and then we said goodbye and like I think we just went to bed not gonna lie yeah it was it kind of reminded me of your story like when you were a kid um that you said that you you were playing tag and you touched the ghost and you fell through and you guys just sat there for a minute yeah it's unsettling yeah yeah, that, that's what we did. Literally what we did. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey y'all, it's Noah Daniels and oh boy, I just got my box of wild grain bread and pasta. My whole family has been so excited to dive in. We started with a sourdough and it was amazing. If you're looking to make Mother's Day brunch planning easier or just looking for a great gift for your mom, you've got to check out Wild Grain. Order before May 6th to get your box in time for Mother's Day. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. The next thing up for us to try is the biscuits with our breakfast. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. I think that's- you just gave the name for this episode, which is I'm just here to donate my finger. I think that's going to be- <laughs> say that Wait, that's so- <laughs> That sounded like it came directly from a movie. Like yeah. this girl had never done it. It's a sleepover. Like the board is moving really fast or the shot glass was, uh, wow. Yeah. Her grandma came through. That is, that I was- wish you could see it. There was more people that came through too. There was one of her friends. Um, when she was younger, uh, her friend got, was working at a gas station and got stabbed. Like it was like a burglary gone wrong. I'm I'm not sure what the details are. So, so sorry. Um, but she came through too. And I didn't know this person. Like, I didn't know anybody, everyone that was on that board, I did not know. And I was like, oh, it's going to be fun. You know, maybe like something cool is going to happen. And so to put on the hat of JJ, would that mean that, you know, maybe she was influencing it or th- there was no way she could have done it that fast? Honestly, she didn't know how it worked. No, because w- with the planchette, you have both hands on it or you literally have like more than one finger. So it's easier for it to see it like being pushed. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the shot glass, it's literally just the tip of your finger at the edge and it moves on its own. So at the speed, I wish it was recorded because you could literally see both of our fingers not touching the shot glass. Yeah. It was practically moving alone. I want to try so bad, but I I also don't want to open that door. Yeah. The only thing I could say if you do try it, um, first of all, I, I was so addicted to them. I would even make them my own where I would take like a white piece of paper and then just write the whole alphabet in caps, the numbers, goodbye, hi, hello, everything. And um it would still work, but if you are willing to play, just make sure you say goodbye, like hi and goodbye. You be respectful and you just, because if you don't say goodbye, that's when I've heard some other scary stories. But if you could avoid it altogether. I feel like spirits are so sensitive. Every episode yeah. we we have, or almost every episode we have, we hear about just like emotional, whether it be fun, goofy, playful, or just like vengeful, or just like holding a grudge. Right, Noah, what'd you say? Yeah, it's like that TikTok emotional damage. That's all the uh, all the ghosts out there. No, you haven't heard that TikTok? The guy well, was no. like emotional damage on everyone. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. You see, uh, I'm on TikTok every day and I didn't see that one. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> so Carly, I'm curious, because since you had done mm-hmm. the Ouija board prior to this and on your own, how much of a difference was that experience versus some of the experiences you had had on your own? Like, had you had ever had it before move that fast or where things felt like it was getting kind of crazy? So as I was saying, it became an addiction. 
where like I, I was like, okay, great. Like it, it's a portal to, to connect with people that have departed. You don't know who's going to come through. And I think there was a little bit of fear afterwards of not knowing who's coming through. Uh, but I would play by myself. And I remember I was when High School Musical came out. So I don't know, like maybe, I, I don't know when it came out. I was playing and I was in my living room and I was like asking for a sign. And then my TV would just go to what, what, what's the, not the mode, but like when it's all like popcorn-y. Oh like, yeah. Like uh, staticky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I said popcorn, but yeah, staticky. <laughs> um, that just happened. So I was like, no, no, give me another sign. And in my bathroom at the time, um, we had like these metal shelves that were like above the toilet. And distinctly, I remember there was like towels, but there was this square metal candle holder. My mom's a hoarder, keeps everything, okay? So it was probably from like the 1800s. Mm -hmm. It was heavy. And she had this red candle that she didn't burn. And it was always on top. Until this day, it's for sure in her new house somewhere um, on display. And when it would fall, because I'd knocked that thing over like thousands of times, it would not break. So it had a distinct sound. So when I was like, okay, give me a sign, my bathroom door was closed and it sounded like the whole shelf itself fell forward, hit the wall in front of it and everything on it fell to the ground. I literally saw like the fear of God. I said goodbye really quick. My yeah. nana lived next door. So I sprinted. I was like, nana, there's a ghost in my house. And I'm like, freaking out I was like you gotta come check she opens the bathroom door nothing like not even the candle on the floor nothing nothing I, I was mm. 14 15 years old so like I, I I knew I was not crazy and at the time like I wasn't doing anything I wasn't supposed to so everything had everything fell on the ground everything fell on the ground I know I heard it I heard everything drop and then like you know when something drops it like bounces right so that candle holder like I heard it bounce Wow. And, and then you went to check, nothing was on the ground. Nothing was on the ground. Mm. So crazy. Yeah, she actually thought I was crazy. She's like, you have to stop coming at me with all these stories because she's a skeptic. So you have to stop coming at me with these stories because yeah, she's it's probably, not a good look. At this point, she's like, you do this a lot. So at this point, <laughs> for you, <laughs> uh, was this when you started realizing maybe I have more of like a medium gift than I realize? the medium stuff only developed like last year the only thing I could to touch on what you just said uh, I was starting to realize that I was like best advice giver so everyone would come to me for any type of advice and it was like I would be able to foresee certain things so like I would see my phone ringing like hear my phone ringing and it wouldn't be ringing things like that and with people's advice so like let's just say there was a girl she was torn between two guys I would tell her exactly how the outcome would be based on both those people mm -hmm. if she did this 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 is that and it would always come true so everyone would come to me for the advice so I just thought I was like an empath or like a good friend or bossy because like I'm a Virgo and if you're not doing what I'm suggesting then you're not listening to me um so it kind of like started like that, but it's really been since COVID. Well, no, not since COVID, but I guess like during COVID, like I got a lot of Netflix shows in. I'm obsessed with Teresa Caputo. Like if I could, like she's my spirit animal, but she's not an animal. So I literally love her. Like I've read her books and everything. So she she's like my mission, like to be her because you can see the love and the, uh, every, like, 
not that you see that it's real, but you see that she's present in the moment and you can see that it's coming from a good place. It's not a malicious thing. And that's what I want to do. I want to help people with my words. And so it kind of falls in the same category. So when I was younger, I had got myself a pendulum, a tarot deck, and I was trying to practice with those. So during the pandemic, I had reached out to two girls that I know so that they wouldn't judge me. I'm like, I don't know anything personal in your life because I've known you from when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Can I just read your cards? So it started off like that. And so I read the first girl, her cards were accurate. Everything was good. She's like, thank you so much. Yeah, like, I'm going to encourage you. Don't worry, you're not crazy. The second girl, I'm reading her cards and I'm literally, I felt crazy. I was like, you know, when you want to see something and you're just like fidgeting and you're just like, I was literally one hair away of just grabbing my mouth and being like, hmm. So I had this thing in my head saying like, because she she had lost two people. She had lost her mom and she had lost her fiance. Yeah. So just talking, bringing something up that's so deep like that, it, you can't do. So I was literally torn. And she's like, just tell me, I'm not going to think anything of it. I was like, this is really delicate. So she really pushed me out of my shell to say what I was feeling. And I was like, look, I, I see her mom. She's looking beautiful. Like I see, I met her mom once when I was 11, but I'm like, she's beautiful. She has these uh, red lipstick, big curly hair. Um, she, she, I, I just see her happy. Like she's here. And she's like, you know, when she died, I kept all of her lipsticks and anyone that knew her, she was known for her lipsticks wow. and her big hair. I would have never known that because like I was 11 and she wasn't wearing lipstick when I saw her. Yeah. So it started like that. And then she's like, what do you see? Like, what else do you see? I'm like, I'm like, what in here is hers? Because I feel like she's saying like, there's, there's a piece of furniture here that's meaningful. She's like, oh, like behind you, there's this, there's that. I'm like, no, no, like this way. So she turns around and she's like, oh, this, she's like, it's been in my family for years. I'm like, okay, I think she's really happy you kept that. So we just kind of laughed it off. And then I was like, okay, I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Like I went home. I was like, I've never had this moment where I'm like connecting with someone who's departed. You know, it's so delicate and so like, and like, you, I, I have no words. Yeah. First off, that's amazing. Cause it was probably just like these extra thoughts and you just had to trust your gut. And it was such a huge connection for her. Did you feel like really drained afterwards? No, I felt more like relief. Yeah. However, had she not pushed me, I would have never said anything like at all because it's, I, I don't feel like it's my place because I don't want to open up wounds that are probably still healing. You know what I mean? And that goes for anyone who has someone who's passed away. But as I guess she opened my third eye, like where I was able to see, mm-hmm. um, it started coming to me more frequent or I was more observant of it. So like I went to the dollar store and I remember I was like getting what I needed and there was someone at the other end of the aisle and I was like, oh no, I have to give her my condolences. And I was like, no, not today. I put everything back and I went to another dollar store. I was like, how is this happening? So I genuinely thought I'm like, I'm probably schizophrenic. You know, Mm -hmm. like what other word could define that? You know, like honestly, JJ, like you'd be like, okay, yes, you're schizophrenic. If you're hearing voices or I was really, really confused like really confused yeah. and recently I took um uh, an online course with uh, his name is Julian Jenkins mm-hmm. he offers courses online uh for a fee to practice like different types of mediumships 
and tarot and um, other stuff. You have to check it out. And he described it perfectly. And that's kind of the moment where I actually felt at ease where I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. So he said, close your eyes and imagine a flag. So whatever flag you want. So since we're in Canada right now, we'll do the Canadian flag. And then imagine that flag at one o'clock with your eyes closed. That's where I'm getting the information, that part of my brain. And it feels like memories that don't belong to me. Hmm. So now every time I get like something from that part of my brain, it like, I know that it's not like, not that it's not real life, but it's not current the now. It's really... The only time I've ever felt something similar to that is like if something really intense happens or something really meaningful or I I don't know. Sometimes I'll just get this like little buzzy feeling like right at the top of my head, which I guess is where like one of your sh- your crown chakras or something. And it literally feels like something's just like not pulling up, but it just feels I've gotten it a lot of times and I don't really know what what consistently is happening that makes it do that but I always like feel like okay well this is right this is good yeah that's when I use head and shoulders when I start to get that right on the crown you know and yeah. it just knocks it oh yeah. like shampoo I was like yeah. no way you know what I'm talking about but yeah you're being mean yeah absolutely. well that's amazing and I think this is maybe your final story but you had something happen when you were watching the night stalker documentary is that right yes so this is where things get crazy I was watching The Night Stalker and for some reason, the intro would give me severe anxiety and I did not understand why. Like, I'm like, I love criminal minds. I love bones. I I love like these crime things, but why is like particularly The Night Stalker giving me anxiety? So I was like, you know what? I always wanted to try past life regression. Why not? So there's this lady, her name is Tammy Dova. Um, I booked a session with her. And it was three hours divided in three days, an hour a day. So the first day we pretty much uh, sit down. She tries to get me in the trance and not a trance, but more um, like, you know, acknowledging your spirit guide, looking at a mirror, this and that, like giving me all the steps to do where I'm just listening to her. And she's like, exactly, exactly. And she's like, you're gonna, I'm going to ask you questions and you're going to feel like you're making things up or you're you're gonna it might not feel real to you but just like word vomit just say whatever you're feeling that's the whole point of past life regression I'm like okay so I did it the first day it was good and it wasn't like I guess I was trying to understand but the second day I knew what to expect so I was laying there I had my earpods in and I had my eyes closed and she's like okay you're at your happy place yeah okay look in the mirror walk like what do you see in the mirror? Are you a girl or a boy? I was like, I'm a boy. And like I say, with full everything I said in this particular reading was in with full confidence. So I'm like, I'm a boy. She's like, okay, where are you? And like, I'm looking and I'm like, the Hollywood sign. That's what I see, like literally the Hollywood sign. Wow. And then she's like, okay, go to your house. So she's like, kind of like um tricking me where she where she's like okay you're going to your house she's like how old are you and I was like uh I was kind of like iffy so she's like what year is it I'm like 1980s she's like okay where are you I'm like I'm at the house she's like okay what do you see I'm like I see a room full of video games 
And it, I knew it was like the 80s, 90s, because I'm not even seeing like a Nintendo 64 yet. I'm literally seeing like the Pac-Man, the, you know, literally the old school video games. Right. And she's like, okay, walk through the house. What do you see? So I'm like walking through the house. I'm like, I feel like it's a one story house. Um, I see my mom, she's cooking. She's like, okay, where's your dad? I'm like, he he's working. She's like, okay, keep walking. So I'm walking and now it's like next scene. Um, I'm sitting at the dining room table and we're eating pot roast and mashed potatoes. My dad is at the head of the table and my mom to his left. She's like, okay, that's cool. You guys are having a family dinner. Now what? I'm like, I'm getting kidnapped. I'm like, and it's someone that I know, but I can't see the face. She's like, okay, well, like go back to your happy place if you're scared. I'm like, no, I'm not scared. She's like, okay, continue. She's like, now what do you see? I'm like, I'm back at the Hollywood sign, but I'm not looking at it from an like like how I was looking at it at the beginning. I'm looking at it like as if I'm sleeping on a pillow, and I feel mud, I feel wet, I feel dirt. I like, but I do not feel the rest of my body. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, that was fun. Hang up what does anybody do goes to Google writes this story and a story came up when the story came up I was taken aback first of all I did not think I would gain anything from the past life regression I thought it honestly I didn't know what to expect but I did not expect that and when I saw the story I was I, I could not believe the similarities and that's what I mean by like the technicalities like I don't want to get too deep into it because I do not want to hurt the family because and who's to say it's not that who's to say it's even real but who's to say that that I didn't just connect with a spirit in that moment like I don't know I'm still figuring it out I guess I'll know when I cross to the other side but I mean like right so the the question would be with that kind of um practice uh the past life regression you're supposed to be able to tap into like your psyche from other lives, right? So, and your question is, was that person me who I guess apparently kidnapped and, you know, maybe taken to the Hollywood sign or buried there or whatever it may be. Sorry if I'm, I don't know, I'm just guessing there, but, um, and that, or, or are you, is that spirit like coming through to you during like a really deep meditation? Either way, that's really intense, especially because you could look up and find that exact story. If you if you if you go online, you'll you'll see there there's a story. Um, like I said, I don't I don't know if it was me or not, but the story that I did come across was um, a little boy named who went missing in Hollywood, Florida, okay. um, and he was in a video game store. That's where he was last seen. And all they found was his head. Mm. Oh my goodness. So, but where it gets crazier is that I, I wanted to know, I wanted answers. So I reached out to the family. They're well known. I went through everything I went through. And I was like, you know what? I said pot roast and mashed potatoes is what we were eating for dinner. I'm like, but it wasn't pot roast. It was meatloaf. And I don't eat meatloaf or pot roast. So like just the fact that I said that. And they turned around and they said, that is the father's favorite meal. Like meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Until this day, the father still sits at the head of the table and the mother to the left. 
those two things are not public information. And I would not know that. I've never heard this story before Google. And what makes things even crazier was when I was living at my grandparents' house, I would always pray, like I'm an only child, and I would always pray to my big brother. I don't have a brother. But I would pray to him every single night. And that memory of me praying to him every night only came up a few months after the past life regression. Where like, you know, you, like you smell yeah. something and then you get a memory. Yeah. I was like, oh my goodness. I'm like, I prayed to him religiously. Well, have you thought about this? Because this is what came to me while you were telling that story. So when you were a child, you had these instances where you felt like somebody was putting their hand over your mouth and trying to take you. Do you think that was possibly the same entity trying to share that message with you? And then later on, it just became apparent once you kind of learned how to use your, you know, abilities to see what happened? Honestly, I never thought of it like that. And now like, thank you. I'm not going to sleep tonight. It's definitely a possibility because it could be the subconscious mind, you know, like telling me things. The crazy yeah, because- thing is, y'all, I just got that feeling at the top of my head <laughs> when you told me about the family. Dandruff. Not dandruff. It's my, it's how I know that. And no, no, I trust that feeling. I don't know how to explain it. That is the craziest story I've ever heard, but like in a, wild, yeah. in a just incredible way. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I just, my mind just keeps going back to you getting that sensation that somebody's trying to take you with their hand over your mouth. Because I, even though I know you said that it didn't feel violent or harmful in any way, when I think of a hand over my mouth, it's 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 either one, or, well, the main thing to me is, especially if there's a force, it's I don't want this person to be heard or I don't want somebody else to hear this person, you know? So I, I don't know. It's that's, that's really interesting that you have been taken on this journey, potentially connecting to the spirit, maybe even since you were a child, you know, and it led you to communicating with their family, which is pretty wild. Yeah. Just the opportunity to, to, to speak with them was, was cool. Cause I wasn't re- expecting any response. The fact that you were doing that regression therapy kind of, kind of thing, that's huge. And maybe, maybe that's just like, if you really tap into like deep meditation, maybe you can connect with other things, but yeah, yeah. I do like hearing stories like that though, just to, you know, reincarnation, who knows, you know? Yeah. Well, and thank you for reaching out to us. Cause this, uh, your episode has kind of had a lot of great stuff in it, but that's certainly a pretty unique story um, that you told that I don't feel like we've really had on the podcast before. Thank you. Thank you. It was definitely crazy for me too, um, just to be open to share it because I was yeah. like, oh, this is going to be deep, but uh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed this story. Absolutely. Is there anything you would like to promote or share with our audience before we get you out of here? Yes. So I I actually make tres leches cakes. They're like um, a wet cake. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys ever had that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on my Instagram and I have TikTok, uh, it's the same name for both. It's carlitas.cakeitas. So exactly how it sounds with the K at the beginning. And then, um, yeah, you'll be able to find me there. So with that, <laughs> yeah. I'm Noah Daniels. I'm Kat. And I'm Carly. <laughs> <laughs>
of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.